Welcome to the Rising Kings podcast, where we enable you to raise your standards, elevate your performance, and live to your highest order in business and in life. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any feature content. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and of course, with me, we've got Ben Salkeld, our founder and director. Ben, what's going on, man? How are you? Good, brother. Good to be here, man. Ready to launch into another episode of the podcast. Just crazy how quickly you get come around, mate. How quickly each week just fires. For sure, for sure. Another episode in 2023. I can't believe just the fact that we're in 2023 already. It's This is crazy. Like I've been asking my children this. I'm like, do you think time goes fast? Yeah, they're still young. And I remember as a kid, you know, like, do they see the year fly by as much as it does when you're our age? And it was interesting. It was like, my son was like, no, he didn't really think it went that quick. But my daughter was like, yeah, like it really flew by. But I, I'm always questioning, I'm like, it just, why does it feel so fast? Like, why does every year get faster than the last? Like, what's the deal with that? Like, there's so much that occurred this year and it just feels crazily quick. I totally agree. I think I feel like ever since COVID started, the time has just gone by really, really fast. Uh, one of the things I looked at, I think it was last night or the night before, I like to take photos of my kids. Like every month, we always kind of go out and just take photos. And I was looking at all the photos that I've been taking since January last year, all the way until Christmas, or actually a couple of days after Christmas. And I was like, oh my God, like to see how fast my kids have changed since January last year, I'm like, where has the time gone? It's unbelievable. Wow. It's so, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Next thing you know, what, I'm going to be 50 soon. Yeah, man. Bring it on. <laughs> well, anyways, I kind of want to talk about sort of overcoming challenges in today's uh, sort of podcast. And for me, and this is something that I know resonates with a lot of guys, right? A lot of us, you know, are in that mode where we're setting, you know, goals and intentions, you know, for this new year. And a lot of that is going to be based on sort of what challenges that we faced in the last year. So what I want to talk about is just that, right? Like, how can we overcome sort of the challenges that we've faced in the last year or maybe the last couple of years so that we can make sure that really 2023 is that we live out our best life. So for me, like when I was kind of talking to, you know, family these past couple of weeks, you know, it's funny how, you know, all the women in my family just sort of end up gathering at one table and all the guys end up gathering at one table. And one of the things that all the guys, you know, sort of just talked about were just kind of the difficulties, at least like me and my cousin, because me and my cousin have daughters that are right around the same age. And we were just talking about the challenges of being a dad and being a husband. And I'm curious, you know, you've worked with hundreds of men every year. I think 2022, I think we had a massive amount of men that came through Rising Kings. You know, through all of these guys that you've worked with in 2022 and in the past, what are some of the most sort of common challenges that men face in their roles as a husband, as a father, as a leader in the community, as a leader in business? And sort of how can they overcome these challenges? One of the key challenges I see stand out quite a lot is a man who knows, like he says, like, I know what I should or need to be doing. I just keep procrastinating and not actually taking, you know, the necessary action to make the shifts or the changes that he needs to do, whether that's in parenting, whether that's in his business, whether that's in his marriage and relationships. And so it's like this underlying notion of procrastination. Like they know the work that needs to be done. 
but it just never gets pro. It just always gets pushed down the list and we stay in the same state. We keep doing the same things over and over, year after year, month after month, and we start to feel like, fuck, why isn't anything changing? That's the first piece. The second is really around when you ask a guy this question, usually comes around, I just don't have enough time. Like time seems to be a major challenge or problem where it's like, I've got just so much on my plate in terms of the business and also too, you know, I want to gift my time to my children and give my time to my my chosen one, et cetera. But I just, I feel I'm just hindered in terms of a time level. And then a third one is really around what I understand with these guys is like, it's an energy play. They don't use the term energy, but it's just like, I'm just tired all the time. I just don't have the energy, the drive, that push, that fire to go and do all the things that I say I want to go and do. And so these are the the common problems that tend to come up quite consistently amongst men. There's a plethora of a hundred others, but they're three kind of pri like I'd say priority problems or challenges that men tend to bring to the table when we first have our communication or conversation. So then, you know, with that in mind, and for me, you know, like the energy thing is something I can relate to. I think Lately, I feel like the lack of energy has something that has sort of plagued me. Like it's something I've been feeling often, more often now than I have been, say, a year ago, right? So, like, what are sort of, you know, some of the strategies that men can sort of maintain or men can use to maintain a more positive attitude and perspective when faced with challenges? And the reason why I ask that is this most of the time when we're faced with challenges and setbacks, especially setbacks, that will typically bring you know, the, our perspective to a different place. It's usually of a negative you know, like realm, right? So like, if we are facing challenges, if we are facing setbacks, like how can we stay positive knowing that, okay, if I use these tools, if I use these strategies, my mind is going to be in the right place and I can overcome these things without having to just end up falling into this rut that most men tend to fall into. For myself, like the thing that I've been working on for so long in my life is notion of, you know, acceptance, like accepting the challenge or the setback that has occurred, knowing that just because it's not following the path I think it should follow doesn't mean it's not going to get me to the outcome that I desire to have. And I think this is a really big shift that can occur when a man can accept this line of thinking, which is you're not in control. You're working towards some North Star, end game, whatever it is, like goal, intention, etc. When we're hanging on so tight to the path that we think is going to get us there, when that path starts to deviate, that's when we lose our shit. That's when we fall behind. Fuck, this is annoying. I'm frustrated. I'm pissed off. Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Now, if you look back over your years, though, and have a look at your life and the way that it's evolved and the things that have occurred and how it's all played out to get you to this position you are today, I would challenge most men to go, well, if you followed the exact path you thought you were meant to follow, I almost guarantee you wouldn't be in the situation, the positive and the good and the gratitude and all the things that you have in your life today, had it not buckled you and shifted you and pushed you down paths that you thought you didn't want to go down. And so this is one of the things I just, I lean on all the time. It's like, Ben, you don't know what's best for you. So when the path or the challenge and it pushes me into a place where I'm like, fuck, that wasn't on my roadmap. 
I did not expect that. I, and I didn't want that to happen because I thought it was going to go down this path. I have to quickly just catch myself and say, man, you don't know what's coming next. You don't know what's on the horizon here. I have to trust it's going to build me, grow me, evolve me, and support me on the path and the journey that I'm on in terms of you know, becoming my best version of myself, showing up as a better father, husband, leader, et cetera, that this, is, this challenge is here for me, like it's serving me. And I just, I continually practice that, man. I lean in on it. So let me ask you this. Now, if you're telling me, like you, me just listening to that, I'm going, yeah, that's going to be hard for me. That, for me, like, that's hard for me to sit there and go, okay, I'm going to sit there and surrender to the fact that what I was hoping, what I was expecting, and what I wanted to happen isn't going to happen. Now, I have learned to be able to surrender in a way, mostly like in the presence of my kids. Like when we're out, like today we went back out to the zoo today, and it's like one of these things where they didn't want to wear a coat again, and we only ended up having one stroller because the eldest one was like, no, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. And next thing you know, you know, you're piggybacking ride, you know, throughout the entire zoo. It's like, okay, you just learned to surrender in that situation. But when it comes to like a lot of other things in my life, I feel like if this is the path and the intentions that I've set and it doesn't go my way, me just going, okay, I'm going to surrender to the situation because maybe, you know, God or, or whatever, you know, the higher being out there has other plans for me. I feel like for me, like that's a very, very difficult thing for me to just go. Why is it so hard? Because it's control, right? It's control. Like for me, like I can accept that I really don't have control of my kids when it comes to certain things. But I feel like also at times, especially like on the professional side of things, if I have control over it, if I know what it is that I want, I'm going to go get it and nothing is going to stop me in my way. So when there is a detour, when there is a challenge, when there is a setback, that just really tends to throw me off on a path where it's like, it could be really, really bad, or it's going to fire me up even more. And I feel like for me, it's like, depending on, on really where my mind is, I know that most guys, it ends up being in like, instead of firing it up and motivating them even more, I would say that the majority of men that I speak with really just ends up sort of being in a setback. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So let's put a context around this. Let's say you got the path went exactly to plan every single time. Mm -hmm. Michael wants to do this and it happens and it happens the exact same way, the proper way, the way you expect it to every single time. How do you think you're going to grow, evolve? How do you become a better version of yourself when that's the case? I wouldn't even feel like I would need to become a better version of myself or or need to go any further. Or because I'm thinking like, oh, great, the plans are working out. I'm doing the things I'm supposed to be doing, or things are just working out the way that they need to be. But are you doing the things you're supposed to be doing, or are you doing the things you want to be doing? The things I want to be doing. Yeah. So there's a big difference, though, between doing the things we want to do and doing the things we need to do. Okay, because I heard something over Christmas about something similar to that. It's a long story, but it was, it was a good friend of mine from a way back when. And he goes, God, Yahweh, whatever, whatever, gives you the things that you need, not necessarily what you want. And I go, explain that to me. And he went on for like five minutes. And at the time, he was like, you know what, Mike, there were so many things that's happened, and, but I just learned to just give in and let him give me the things that I deserve and the things that I'm supposed, the path that I'm supposed to be going on rather than the path that I wanted to go on. And at the end of it, like I understood it, but also at the same time, it's like, 
but is that what you want? Is that what you want? Because I feel like most guys are sitting going, no, that's not what I want. That's not my path. That's not what I'm envisioning for myself. Well, this is where you got to have the hard conversation with yourself around want versus need. Because like, if you dig in and you say, well, I want an easier life. I want more money. I want more excitement and thrills and adventure and all these things, right? I want, I want, I want. Let's say life starts giving you that. Hey, man, here's all the money you want. Here's fucking adventure. Here's all the excitement. Here's all the thrills. At some point, the guy goes, fuck, man, I'm exhausted. I just want to rest. So then all of a sudden, maybe the universe throws a rest on you. Okay, well, here, we're going to fucking break your leg or break your arm or make you really sick. And now it's time to rest. Well, I don't have to. I don't want to fucking rest. We resist it. Like the truth is, at the end of the day, like point I'm trying to get across is, we will resist everything regardless of what it's fucking doing. It's almost like it's innate in a man's DNA. I watch my son, like, why are you resisting this right now? It's just in him. Like, he just wants to go against the grain. And I'm like, I do it all the time. We as men do it all the time. It doesn't matter how fucking good it is or how bad it is. It's never fucking perfect. It's never the thing we want at that time. And that's why there's a big difference between what you want versus what you need. I believe you are gifted and getting the things you need. The universe is directing you based on what you need in order to get the experience you're here to get as a human. The problem with it or the challenge with it in our own mind is it's fucking uncomfortable most of the time. And we don't want to be uncomfortable. We want to be comfortable. But we want the comfort with the growth. We want the comfort with the excitement. We want the comfort with the adventure. We want the comfort with the adrenaline. They can't go in unison. To get the adrenaline, to get the excitement, to get the thrill, nine times out of 10, we have to do something that's uncomfortable, that scares the shit out of us, that pushes us in order to grow and evolve, right? And think of it like from a a muscle perspective in the body. You want your muscles to grow. We want to get bigger muscles. You have to force your muscles to grow. Like they don't just grow by sitting there and going, well, fuck, man, I just want bigger muscles. Let's just have bigger muscles. You got to force it into tension, right? You got to work these things out where it's uncomfortable, put it under stress, et cetera. Then you give it its rest and then the muscle grows. It's the same in our life. You know, I think a lot of us say, hey, we want all these things. But if you don't stop for a second and actually go, well, hang on, let me ask myself a question. Why do I want that? What's underneath it? You know, we dig in to actually understand what is it that we're in search of that we think getting this thing is going to deliver it. And it's not until you stop and do this that you actually realize, hmm, I'm actually chasing the wrong thing here. And there's a wise old saying, I don't know who came up, but it's like, be careful what you wish for, right? My wife says it, my chosen one says it to me regularly. I say it to myself when I say, Oh man, I just need a break. I just want to rest. Because if I fucking put that out there, guess where the rest comes from? Hey man, you got fucking COVID. You're now bedridden for four days. There's your rest. What COVID? You said you wanted to rest. How else can we make Ben rest? Short of a fucking injury or sickness. And this is with most men. (laughs) We don't. So we say, oh, I want to rest. I want to rest. We'll go take a rest. Well, I don't have time for a rest. Bang. Here's the thing that you fucking asked for. You asked for a rest. Here's how it's delivered. And so a lot of the times we're just not looking at it through that lens. And so when you're looking at your life, like one of the things to look at is like, well, maybe I am getting everything I want. It's just produced in a way that I don't think I need it. Okay. So let me go back to the original question, right? When you're faced with these challenges 
and setback? Like, how can you maintain a positive attitude and a positive perspective? Because I feel like when you're faced with challenges and setbacks, it's like, it's so difficult, at least for me, it's so difficult to have a positive outlook on things. And this is something that my partner says all the time. Like, think positive. I'm like, how could I think positive if this is going to cost me this, 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 and that? Or if you guys are going to end up having to fly, you know, back to the Philippines again by yourselves and I'm not going to be on that same flight with you. How can I possibly think positive in that way? Well, why can't you think, why can't you find positive elements in that? Why does it have to be negative? Like in this instance, right? The only thing that could possibly come up is I'm going to most likely spend, a, you know, a few more hundred bucks on, on having to go get a new ticket. I'm like, what's positive about that? And she goes, I'm like, please explain to me what can be positive about having to spend more money. Or it's like, you know, like I was talking to my aunt, you know, when my mom got into that pretty big uh, wreck last year and she finally, you know, is starting to open up about things, right? Lost my uncle. I think he was a month into his retirement. And she's like, you know, somebody dropped a line like, oh, you should just, you know, it's been a year. You should be able to get over it. Think positive. And she goes, how can I possibly think positively about losing my husband in such a horrific crash? She goes, Mike, what positive did that bring to, our, you know, to my life? Because every night I sit in bed crying because I'm still thinking about him. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah. Like, you're right. Like, if this happened to me, like, how can I sit there and go look at a positive way? Or let's say my partner ended up cheating on me or my kids don't talk to me, right? Like, how can you sit there and go think positively? Like, as a guy that's probably listening right now, goes, that's so hard. I don't think it's the right term to say just think positively. A better way to look at it is what can I take from this? What gratitude can I find in it? And so let's use, hey, your chosen one cheats on you. It's like, how can I see this through a different lens? Like if we've been over this in previous podcasts. I'm analyzing at that point, fuck, okay, how did it get to that? What have I missed here? What was I not doing well as a partner, as a husband? What am I not bringing to the table for my chosen one's needs to be met? Now, all of a sudden, I've grown from that experience because I've now seen new horizon in terms of opportunities, things where I can be better, growing, learning, lessons learned, taking on all, all board. I now become a fucking better person, better individual, better version of myself out in the world, which is going to make a more positive impact, right? At the same time, you know, if you want to keep looking at this, it's like, well, you know, I want to look at, hey, why is not my chosen, like she's my chosen one. Why was she not happy? Is she happier now that she's seeing someone else? Maybe she's happier with that. Maybe it's bringing her more happiness and joy in her world. And so I've got to take responsibility for that and look at, okay, well, again, where am I learning from this? I don't think it's, you can't tell someone to just flip their mindset and say, well, you need to fucking get over it and just be positive. Like, right. I totally agree with that. It's an individual piece of work where time and time again, just working on oneself and the you know, we're talking about the big stuff here, you know, fucking someone cheats, someone dies, all that sort of stuff. But what about some of the little things we can start on? What about the little bits and pieces? Hey, I got to go and spend 200 bucks to fucking get different flights to, hey, how grateful I am that I have that amount of money in the bank that I can actually go and fucking afford to do that and fly with my family. Secondly, what about the 
seen or the notion it sets for my children when I go and do that as a fatherly figure so that my kids remember that, you know, down the track. You know what? I remember that day that my father, you know, went out of his way and he spent extra money to get on the flight with us and flew with us. And that's just created so much additional confidence in my world as a fucking 25-year-old woman. These are the little things we don't see. We're not looking for. We're too busy caught up in the, how is there any fucking positive to this? This is bullshit. Why is this happening to me? I fucking, man, and it's like at the end of the day, brother, like the truth is it's the victim mentality. We feel like a fucking victim. And if we really want to and go down that path, I can tell you we're all fucking victims. Life is challenging. It's hard. It's always hard. Just talking to you about it, man, like I could run down a path now and just go straight into a dark hole of just, oh man, why is this happening and this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened and this is fucking bullshit. I don't, why is this, this, this? Man, it's endless. Right. I don't want to go down that path because I feel like shit when I go down that path. That doesn't serve me. So I look at it and I go, what am I learning from this? How can I grow from this? What's the gratitude I've got for this challenge that's occurring to me? Because this is giving me something I need that I'm not even aware of yet. And yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, it's going to require additional work. Yes, it's going to put me out of my comfort zone. I'm okay with that because I'm practicing that notion of just living in discomfort. So let me ask you this then. Like what role does self-care you know, play in, in helping men overcome challenges and setbacks? And in a way, sort of how can they prioritize self-care into their busy lives? Because this is something that we hear all the time. 100%. It's priority one. That's the only difference between the victim and the victor is the victor has some form of routine or structure or some level of discipline around self-work. You look at all the people that are playing in a higher plane in terms of how they're looking at life and you know, you're inspired by them. You love meeting with them, like you feel their energy when you're in a room. They're not without challenges, problems, concerns, you know, issues, all the stuff that we have on a day-to-day basis. They just play it through a different lens. They're consistently working on themselves. They're prioritizing their physical, mental, and emotional states over and over and over again. I can wake up today and I can choose to be the victim fuck, mate, fuck this, you know, like, uh, so tired. This pisses me off. This pisses me off. This piss, like, who wants to be around that person? They're just digging themselves into a hole and then everyone else gets in the hole and then it's like, we're all down in the hole or we turn it around. Hey, man, I got breath today. I'm alive today. And I know at the end of the day, people are listening going, yeah, well, fuck, I've tried that. doesn't work. You don't try it for seven days and see if it fucking fits. You embed this shit into your DNA so that it starts to become you. And that's what consistency is over and over and over again. And that's why gratitude is one of the key elements that we live in in on a day-to-day basis inside Rising Kings, because you've got to start your day with gratitude. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. So then when I'm walking around, I'm seeing more gratitude than I am shit that's not working. I'm seeing more of the positive pieces of my life, the, the stuff where I'm the victor versus all the stuff where I'm a victim. And so over time, let's say a man sitting at 10% of his life is the victor and 90% of his life is the victim, right? So we're in a pretty dark place. It's like nothing's really working. There's like, I struggle to get a couple of things I'm grateful for. Awesome. For 2023, every single day for the next 364 days or whatever's left in the year, you practice gratitude. 
Now, by the end of the year, do you think that's gone from 10% and it's gone up? Like it could be around 20%, could be 30%, could be up as high as 50% in terms of the way that they're feeling in the victor mode versus the victim mode. Now, that person, do you think they're going to have more energy? Do you think they're going to have more drive? Do you think they're going to have more excitement, more fulfillment? Do you think they're going to see more opportunities that hit in front of them? Of course, because they're open to it. They feel it. Now, I state this because that's been the trajectory of my life. The reason in my 30s, I frowned all the time, was angry all the time, and was a fucking miserable person, unless I was drunk or pretending, and it's like, oh yeah, no, I'm all good, was because 90% of my world, I was the victim. Why is this working? Why has that guy got that and I don't? Why is this happening for them and it never happens for me? Why does this always happen? Why is, oh man, this is bullshit. Oh, keep grinding away, get up every day, pissed off, annoyed, frustrated, I'm too busy, I don't have time, nothing's working, blah, blah, blah. 11, 13 years of consistently working on, fuck being the victim, I want to be the victor. I still have challenges, man, you know, fucking testicular cancer, all the shit that goes down in my world. Over the past, you know, in 2022, I didn't look on 2022 like I got to the end of the year and chosen one was like, man, that was a rough year. And I was like, oh, well, why was it so rough? She's like, this, this. I was like, oh, yeah, kind of forgot about those things. Didn't just forget about them, but I was like, nah, I see them as blessings. That showed me something that I didn't know before. I feel stronger mentally. I feel stronger physically. I feel stronger emotionally that all that stuff went down because. I know there's bigger headwinds on their way. And I'm going to open my door and say, come in, man, let's play. I would say that the majority of guys that are out there right now, you know, seeking support and guidance when they're faced with challenges and setbacks, you know, whether that's being a father and a husband as a leader in the community or in business, is something that is probably difficult for them to do. Right. And I know this is something that, you know, some of the guys that I've talked to towards the end of the year, it's like, you know, They've been wanting to seek guidance. They've been wanting to sort of seek some support, but they never really sort of made that effort until later towards the end of the year because they had this notion that they were going to be judged as a man who was not enough of a man, if that makes sense, right? So for those guys that are going, okay, I have some setbacks. I have some challenges. I want to be a better father. I want to be a better husband. I want to be you know, a better business owner and a, and a leader in the community. How can I? you know, seek support and guidance and, you know, from Rising Kings or, or from whatever, without making me feel like I'm less of a man. I challenge on this, right? Because I think deep down, you know, the thing is, well, you know, I feel less of a man. I think deep, on a deeper level, it's the man doesn't really trust the guidance of another. So there's probably a, a lot of men who want to see it, but they're like, eh, is that really going to fucking work? Are they really going to be able to show me something that I don't fucking know already? Is that, is that program really going to help drive me? Is that coach really going to fucking get me to do what I know I need to do, but I'm not doing? Maybe I can just fucking do it on my own. You know, and we feel good about it. We listen to a fucking YouTube clip or a podcast or something. We go, ah, you know what? I can do it on my own. And so we go down that path and we do it and, then we, and it doesn't stick. And then you know, a couple of weeks later, we're back in the fucking thing again. We're like, oh, we've got to fucking do something about this. Oh, I need to figure it out. Look, on the surface, it is, I need to figure this out on my own. But at a deeper level, it's like, I don't trust anyone or anything. My advice is, if you're still having that conversation when you're in your 30s and 40s, it's fucking broken. Because there are programs, processes, systems, etc. out there that can and will 
enable you to really elevate your performance in life. The thing is, you've got to get over this trust issue. And the only way to get over the trust issue is fucking being all in and leaning in on something, a program or a process or a coach or a protocol that's going to drive you to do the work that needs to get done. And so that's why Rising Kings exists. It's a proven, tested, step-by-step process that brings all this together that is uncomfortable for most men. However, through the discomfort, they find exactly what they've been looking for because we drive a man to raise his standards, elevate his performance, and live his actual best life. So he gets a taste of it. So if a guy is, is wanting, okay, great. Now let me dive into Rising Kings a little bit more, right? Let me look at stuff. Like the masterclass is something that, something that we want to do more of so that guys can really get a better feel and a better idea as to what Rising Kings is all about. Where can they go check that out and sign up so that they can really get an idea if Rising Kings is for them or not? Well, first, there should be a link at the bottom of these show notes. So we'll put a link in here with the podcast. You know, get into the Facebook group. We'll provide a link there. You know, this year and over these next couple of weeks, I'm looking at putting together risingkings.com.au forward slash masterclass. Like that's the destination where guys, you know, over the coming weeks will be able to go and register to get on these masterclasses that will be running once a fortnight. And it's exactly like you said, hey, I like the podcast. I like what you guys talk about. It sounds interesting. I'd like to know a bit more. You get on the fucking masterclass. That's where we take you a deep dive into this is what we're doing. And this is why we do it. This is who it's for. And this is how it operates. That's Ben Sokeld. And I'm Michael. And this has been another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. Stay strong. So that's it for this week's show. We really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Make sure that you head over to iTunes, uh, rate and review the show. This really helps us get the message out there to ensure we're doing our part in helping others raise their standards and live to their highest order. Also too, if you haven't already, you can apply to join our free Facebook group where we take this conversation deeper and further. And then finally, if you want additional resources, etc., head over to risingkings.com.au. Have an awesome week. Stay strong.